Lewis, I believe you picked this movie. You are correct. I did pick this movie. Would you like me to introduce the movie? You may say the movie title that we are going to discuss. The movie right title, the movie title we're going to discuss is almost famous. It's a 2000s, we'll call it a uh, rock comedy, hopeful musician slash journalist. Coming of age, coming of age. Yeah, nice. Hodgepodge. Yeah, you like that? That's my $3 word of the day. I I actually really like that you say hodgepodge because I put in like my fake pitch or whatever uh for this movie that it is like a combination of uh an origin story like coming of age love story uh a, a band on the rise struggle type story and a road trip like movie mixed with fiction and non-fiction aspects all in one that's a hodgepodge i believe mm. Uh, a hodgepodge is also a plate or basket of deep fried things. That You're you looking this up. You're looking no, this up. No, no, I'm, I'm not fucking looking this up. This up. That's, what my dad, that's what my dad calls like a sandwich. You have to sell hodgepodge. hodgepodge now because you realize you said it and you were like, I must know. I say words. Get the I don't fuck know. out of here, man. I've been in more bars than you've looked at, Mike. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I look at them and then I continue walking down the road to, to the Ben and Jerry's or something. That's what happens. <laughs> you you wind up at like a KFC or something. Yeah. And then I try their chicken sandwich and we're all happy. <laughs> but Dang, dude, I'm still it's disappointed. A... I'm still I'm still disappointed in BK's chicken sandwich. I'm not gonna lie to you. I tried my fucking one again at my fucking Hey, we're in, the, we're in the 70s. BK didn't exist right now, all right? This is okay, okay. We'll take, a, we'll, we'll take the we'll take the car back. We'll take it, the car back, Doc. Yeah. It's a it's a DeLorean, and we just traveled back, so it's okay. We just got here. Whoop, whoop. Just kidding. We're arriving. You can talk That's about your sound. chicken sandwiches on another in another That's form. The sound of the car lock. The sound of the. No, so uh, it blows everybody the, away because of an electronic key. Electronic key, the future. Anyway. Part of the reason, part of the reason why I picked this movie too is because it's very fascinating to me because it's a story about a band who's trying to make it. They're on the cusp of becoming famous, right? Hence the title, almost famous. But more importantly, it's also like for me, like I went to school for journalism initially, right? Not mainly Ooh. because of Hunter Thompson, but like this movie was also like it was a fun way of looking at the music industry and music journalism and journalism at large at that point in time. So and there's a lot of different parts of the movie that I was very attracted to. And I think that all three of us have run into kind of the, the lesser bang, the lesser bangs types where it's like, Oh man, you mm-hmm. missed it. You fucking missed it. And it's like, yes. well, no, we didn't. It's because obviously 1973, you got 1975, 76 with like the coming up like punk rock and like kind of quote unquote alternative music, new wave, yeah. All, the gr- all this other shit that comes decades later and it's like bro it's fucking it's, it's this shit cyclical <laughs> you know it, we're it, still rocking wait. dude we're still rocking we're still rocking so it's like so as as a band right as a, a musician and as a failed journalist to me this movie is a lot of fun to watch ah. so so yeah so that's part Crow of the reason Jr. why I picked it over here Little baby. well i mean the part of the reason i picked it too is because like it's i think I've never actually like, you know, I've talked with like other friends who play in bands, but like to have 
a, a band that I'm currently playing with talk about this and record it. It's like, oh, fuck, dude, this movie's. I already knew this movie was great. That's why I picked it. And now we get to fucking bullshit about it. So here we go. Uh, yeah. Initial rewatch, even though this is a film that was one of my favorites whenever I saw it, like when it came out when I was younger, uh, me and all my friends that were into music, it was pretty obvious that mm-hmm. this film's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of ages. But on this initial rewatch, at least, uh, especially like just looking at it, seeing if it holds up and if there's anything weird in it, you know, and it's in the seventies right. or something like, no, everything holds up completely. There's like mm-hmm. nothing wrong with this movie still. Yeah. <laughs> it's still like, I can That's still all I got. Watch. It's one of those movies that I could like put in that kind of list is like, I could watch it every day. Yeah, that's true. It's not a. It's just. It's, it's like two it's hours. A, I think it's not. Movies. It's not really short, but it's also not long. You know. Yeah, and even though there's some unfortunate things happening to characters uh, throughout or in parts of the film, it still is somehow a feel-good movie. You know, maybe because of yeah. the culmination, the conclusion. Maybe, maybe that's why. Yeah. Because yeah. you know the ending going into it. it. I don't know. Just- I think that. It just seems it. like fun to live a life like that. Yes. Dude, you got to well, rob that car quicker than that. <laughs> the cops are already on their way, dude. Come on, dude. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's the idea, too, that, like, especially that moment when Penny Lane and the two of them have that kind of that bonding experience where it's like, dude, you're home. It's like, yes. and that's like... That, that's an all-encompassing thing. Oh, like, I know exactly we're, what that part We're is. on the road. Like, the road is our home. Yes. Which is kind yeah. of like, it's almost like an it, it's it's an oxymoron. Like, that shouldn't work. Because the road is fluid. It changes. But the road is our home. Right? Like, you're already home. You're here. This is mm-hmm. this is it. You know? Yeah. You're doing it. If, it. if you ever wonder how many roads must a man walk down before they call him a man, well, the answer is 42. But, mm-hmm. you know... If you're ever really unsure if that's true or not, just put on Almost Famous or start a band and do a tour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. do a thing, or just drive to fucking Indiana for no reason. How about that? That also works. <laughs> Why I did not? That the when road. I was eighteen. Well, I, me and my friends had a reason, but we drove to Indiana when we were barely eighteen, and it, yeah, and it was the road, man. Just living on the road, you know, in 2010. Yeah, crazy. Oh, wait, 2010 hasn't happened yet. We're in 73 or something. Yeah, dude. Uh, time machine, man. So, uh, Joey, when was, like, the first time you saw this? Because I think you were born the year before this movie came out, so you couldn't have seen it when you were eight years old or nine or whatever like I did. What was the question again? There, there was a lot of parts to it. Yeah, there was a few parts. It was basically, <laughs> when, did, when did you first see this movie? Uh, dude, it, I was probably like, on. well, my parents like just always put movies on like and just leave them on. They don't necessarily always watch them, but they'll like be doing shit and always have a movie on. And this was always one of those movies that would just be on. So like, I've just always seen this movie. This is the wash the dishes movie. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. 
It's an interesting yeah. choice. You must be washing dishes for a long ass time, dude. Yeah. Nah, How nah, many nah, dishes nah, you got nah, in your house? That answer wasn't as interesting as I was hoping. So I'll just ask Lou the same question and we'll see who wins in the more interesting answer department on this particular question. So I want to say that I definitely watched this movie probably in like ninth grade, freshman year in high school. Uh, it was when I was really kind of becoming aware of actually wanting to like do music, right? Does that make sense? It's like music's always been a part of my life, but as far as like actually do I've, music, I fucking I've been fucking playing. You know, I played in orchestra and shit growing up, but I'm saying like playing in a band. Oh, That's yeah, when right. shit really started clicking, like freshman year, and and hanging out with my buddies and stuff where we'd fart around and quote unquote make music. Like one of my friends, like, dude, have you ever seen this? It's like uh, I'd seen. got to hang out we got to do some stuff so that's essentially what happened um yeah i watched it watched it freshman year and loved every second of it didn't understand some of it um but yeah. uh but in the end it's uh, it still holds up that's what i was thinking about i was like fuck i was like we got to watch this movie so i hope that answers your question yeah that did it i don't really remember mine so i just wanted to ask you guys yours so uh we can pivot on to me not answering this question it, uh, it's just kind of one of those movies that I've seen a million times and was always there when I was younger and was probably the same as what you guys say. I mean, we probably answer these questions pretty similarly on like every episode we've done. If it's a movie that happened 20 plus years ago, it's usually, you know, oh, my parents played it and showed me or like I saw it with some friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't even know why I'm asking, but I'm pretty sure mine was the same. I probably saw it on HBO or saw it with some friends have an older sibling or two that might've like been aware of it more cause they're older. And so mm. they showed me it or said, I don't know. Cause I was always kind of into drums since I was like younger, but I didn't really get a set and was able to play until in high school, like doing the orchestra and band at school was the whole reason my parents finally got me one, not th- mm-hmm. thinking I was, you know, serious about liking music or something right not knowing at that young enough age so um but it this totally came out in the year 2000 and i would have been about eight or nine so i feel like i didn't really know the initial theatrical release of it and it was like a year at the it was on tv or somebody had the dvd or whatever and was like oh this movie there's good music and shit in it like the same age of when you're discovering just music for yeah. like me and my friends like 10 years old so hearing classic rock bands was still cool back then even though this is like 2002 you know mm-hmm. so way after it uh but i don't know i you know I, me watching it getting me into this movie the first like five minutes are really easy because to kill a mockingbird was always one of my favorite books and movies growing up when it comes to you know serious literature and shit That's one of my favorites. And they're talking about that in the first scene in the movie, I believe, is Mm -hmm. they just saw To Kill a Mockingbird when, like, the chipmunks are playing and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, hey, that's cool. I know that movie or book or both, whatever. Nice. And then the whole shit happens, Eleven, and when Zoe Deschanel runs away or just dips out, uh, there's the whole like vinyl sequence and that was like whoa what are records I think this is cool I gotta get into that and like people I know are collecting them and whatever and then of course the 
the like main hit of it is the whole like pulls out Tommy by the who and is just like, ooh, what's this? And opens it. And I was like, that's literally me when I was four years old with my dad's records. That's literally how I was listening to the who before I knew what things were. Cause I would look at the record and be like, this is cool. And then I'd be like, put this on for me, dad. I can't reach the thing. I probably still couldn't like 10 years later, you know, but uh, <laughs> it was just, I didn't know what to do with the record thingy mabobbers. And like, you know, he puts on fucking Tommy and right away there's like a cool drum thing and a crazy bass line that doesn't sound like a bass. Or... Yeah. Me at me. I've been, I was triggered, but in a good kind of trigger, it was a memory trigger. <laughs> good times, you know? And that was it. I didn't care about the rest of the movie after that. I knew like, all right, this is going to be good. I'm in. Yeah. That's I... Yep. That's, that's, that's what I got. Pretty for good. You. Yep. So that no, is, it's cool that like, I don't know a lot of the who stuff in there. So that was pretty good when that was like my favorite band before I knew I could like have my own favorite band, you know, when I was six. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that tends to, we're, we're shaped by our parents. Yes, we're shaped by the shit we hear on to. school buses. You know, we're shaped all that shit so on the radio. It's like parents. I've found our huge influences on, on early music stuff. And oh yeah, a classic rock tends to be like one main thread. Um, at least with the majority of people I know, it's yeah. like classic oh, no. rock. It's, it's like that's everyone, stable. everyone, all three of us know. That's just from from the family generation. You know, Joey's parents yeah. are a little bit younger. Mine are a little bit older. They all still like grew up with classic rock. Yeah, and it's it's just that it's just always know. been there. Yeah, it's kind of weird how uh, the great Francis McDormand is in this movie and is fucking awesome, obviously, but her mom character being all you know sex drugs rock and roll like <laughs> look at Simon and Garfunkel honey see their pupils they're stoned and it's just like what you are looking so deep into this just listen to the music it's cool there's what not every song is about putting a pee pee in a vajayjay and doing or getting fucked up. yeah man I mean, a lot of my family you know. yeah so you know and our parents on my mine didn't really party or do anything too crazy they're pretty straight edge and catholic so them still liking classic rock and music like that was always like i did not relate to that to her character that did not exist in my life my parents hearing me listening to like blink 182 and seeing songs called like i fuck a dog in the ass and dick lips you know that was them being like what is wrong with you that why are you listening to that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was it. Or Nazi punks fuck off or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would just see the name of a song and be like, my fucking kid. Uh, you know, or probably. That's what I'm assuming they were like. They weren't happy. I can tell you that. They weren't stoked yeah, about it. Yeah, they probably weren't thrilled. So I don't, uh, so I can't relate to knowing her exact character i'm sure maybe some people that are listening to this have had the parents that are like classic rock is the devil but uh no it's pretty much the mainstay of the most like common type of music since the 70s that it seems like every average joe if they know like every dude at my work that hears i'm in a band you guess what if they hear i'm a drummer like guess one of the first few bands that they mentioned to me is just guess name bands go for that one you win you won you just won everything like oh well he's a drummer so he must know these drummers like (laughs) it's a very funny thought i don't know how else to say it just you know yeah dude i'm in a punk band oh cool so do you like fucking john bomb and it's just like 
Yeah, but you ever listen to Rush? Don't you know that those aren't like punk bands? It's just really funny how they ignore what you say. It's just like, oh, so you like music? Talk to me about the music I like now. Yeah, because that's how that's how it works. Yes, I just dude that those kind of like because make me realize people don't actually listen to what anybody else says when they're talking to them. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it mm-hmm. what it and, is. Yeah, it, they just yeah. want to. They just want to talk. They oh. The only thing is we have a thing in common and now I'm going to talk. <laughs> well, it's like they have some yeah. idea of like in that case, it's like, oh, music. That's the yeah. only threat and the it's drummer. It's so broad thing. though. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's it's a drummer. A, it's, drummer. Oh my but, God. It's but see, so that's, fucking vast. Like, Jesus, that's all. Man. That's the problem though. We've talked about this a million times. That's like the problem with trying to show people something that they might not necessarily be familiar with if they're not open to it and you can right. tell those but you can tell those people right right so it's like it's tough being like well hey you're in a band let, let me hear it it's like i don't think you're gonna get it it's not that i don't think you're gonna get it from like some weird like superiority thing it's like you listen to fucking uh, brit or uh, fucking k-pop do you know yes. what i'm saying like you're not you're, yeah. you're not i can't just show you this with K-pop's no frame of reference sick, you know you're just not gonna get it Right, and then but and then, there's not any characters really like that in this movie. That's why I feel no, like yeah. it's a feel good film because everyone is so positive about like the love of the music in their ways, and then you just have like Francis McDormand that's like my son has been kidnapped by rock stars. You know, there's yeah. no in between of like this actual average man like or chick character that we're talking about right now that just knows music. They know of music happening and mm-hmm. genres like yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna get it i i prefer even when someone comes up to me and they're like oh punk band drummer so all right ramones are sex pistols you know i tell you people always say that to me at least i can yeah. then just go into talking about how much the sex pistols fucking suck and i don't like them and then talk about how much i love the ramones and good things you know at least i can yeah. say stuff with rush it's just like yeah, that Neil Pert, huh? And I'm just like, yeah, yes. What do you want me to say to that? Yes, that Neil Pert. <laughs> what am I gonna say? He fucking you play YYD on drums. Yeah, not awesomely, but of course, <laughs> I wanted to be all right at my instrument, so I tried things. But I also didn't have seventy thousand cymbals and four hundred fucking rack toms, dude. Like, <laughs> all right. And a Play gong. The fucking four piece, yo. Probably could have got the gong. I was listening to more Queen and the Who, probably. Sorry. No, wah, great. The great. Wah, I mean, who gives a fuck though? They're they're all great bands, but we uh we take the the latter half of the seventies for our influence in our music that we play. But they're all it's all great music. Like that's why that's why we like this film because it's all that like. Music that's on the radio and shoved down your throats like nowadays. Rock and roll, classic rock. It never died and it didn't, but it's it's just everywhere. That's why everybody likes it. You know, it's so easy to get into, so easy to jam to. Not all the songs are seven minutes, you know, some are four ish or five minutes. Mm-hmm. And they're still yeah. pretty long, honestly, now that I'm mentioning it. But yeah. But they're good. They're a gateway, man. You got Stairway to Heaven, and then you got fucking Rock and Roll. It's a little shorter, Ooh. all right? You got Dazed and Confused, and then you got, I don't know, Tangerine. Is that short? I think it's like four-something minutes. 
short ish. Probable. I was Probably. thinking like I was thinking like immigrant maybe Black song. Dog. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that, you, yeah, that you, too. Immigrants, immigrant song. Yeah, I immigrant mean, song. There you go. That's they confused immigrant song. Yeah. Well, they know Tangerine. They just don't buy the name. They hear it and then they're like, "Ah, oh, yes, it's oh, the soft yeah, guitar the sounding thing." If they've seen this movie, they know the song. Right. <laughs> ah, who are you? A guy that watched this movie. That's what. So um, guy that knows a guy that knows that one too. <laughs> a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy, and that's the way the news goes. So yeah, awesome music. It's great. Uh, this is a hodgepodge of shit. I don't um, I don't know where to begin. Favorite fa- favorite moments? You got any stories? I don't think Joey met any of the people in this film, so we can't talk no. about that. <laughs> oh, no, I did not. You fail on the meet and greet segment part. I think it's but also. We do. I think this movie is also like a testament to like the dream. I think it's one of the last, like it, it, basically this, and pretty much the the end of the seventies through like nineteen seventy three through like I guess the end of the seventies. It seems like that was like the end of the era of this type of shit. Yeah. Right. Where it's yeah. like. You know, like, yeah, sure. Bands still went on tour and you had supporting acts that were kind of on the cusp of becoming big, but they might not have ever broke through. Sure. Being on the cover of Rolling Stone, that's massive. But like what I'm saying is like actual sustainability, like fame, real fame. So it's like not to mention and on the flip side, too, it's like music journalism. It's like nowadays, at least in the last like 25 years, like you're either doing it like at an indie level sure rolling stone whatever but like blender gone you know like it just you you have it's kind of a lost art so it's like to have people where it's like no you're you were employed by lester bangs on behalf of cream to produce an article and then you get picked up fucking doing like a rolling stone article like you fake your way into that shit like it's kind of these weird things where it's like that that day is bygone that whole sequence where he's on the phone, and his, mom, his mom picks up and it's like, hey, can you fix the garbage disposal? Where are you going to college? Like, fact checking creds. That, that'd be done in fact. three seconds. That'd be done yeah, in three right. seconds. You shoot an email to the dean. Hey, can you look up the student? You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, so my God, dude. That's one of my favorite parts is when the guy is just like, yeah, we can do this thing where you read the pages over the phone. It's like, yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy, right? Yeah, totally. Only takes 18 minutes a page. Mm-hmm. That's and you're insane. like that's supposed to be a, a good a good thing this is progressive oh <laughs> hearing that now it's, <laughs> it's just a very interesting timepiece for like as a musician like kind of how things worked at a certain level like yeah you know what i'm saying like going from local to regional to like we're we're supporting a, a tour like we're supporting a, a, a major label band and we're on a label, but like we're doing this. Is, it, what it seemed like anyway is like Stillwater was kind of doing it separate. Like, sure, they were supporting Sabbath like in that first gig that we saw, but it's like they yeah, had their right. own tour. They had their own tour mapped out. So I'm wondering, like, I know exactly. bands do this nowadays, where like they tour up with bands for specific portions of their leg, but like as soon as Stillwater gets done, they're going to the, they're either going to the hotel or they're going to the next city. Because Dude, that's what, was gonna play, you know what I'm saying? That's what, like, that's what this was. That was like it, like we've seen like, uh, or I can think of maybe Teenage Bottle Rocket has done that. Like they do their own tour, and then there's the like, hey, but there's like this these three days, uh, in the fucking 
Northeast that we're playing like with this band and they're going to headline and we're going to open. And then, you know, two days later, they're back to their tour where they're like the headliners and it's Mm -hmm. going fucking down south to Florida or something like that's that's what this they kind of hopped around in a in a little bit of a weirder fashion in this one, though. It seemed like they did the Sabbath gig and they dipped and a few gigs later they're playing with like another big band. It was just mm-hmm. very, very on and off, but I wasn't alive back then. I don't know how fucking tours were working. They right, do right, seem like right. they're a little, not, not like the punk rock way of doing it, but, you know, they love the bus life and shit. And when they try to get the new manager, like, that was the journalist finally, like, almost thinking Lester was right about, like, like these guys have no integrity. Like, they're selling their souls right here, like, to get bigger or something, you know? Like, that's mm-hmm. it, rocking that, you know, the fucking... uh. I don't know. It's just the moment of like, which way are you going to go? Which road you going to get down? You're going to sell your souls. You're going to keep being true to yourselves, man. It's like, nah, everybody knows that back then is fucking different. Nowadays you get on like a record label or you do some fucking tour or album. That's not selling out at all. But, Mm -hmm. but back then it was way different. That's why Philip Seymour's character is fucking saying that. Cause he like believes it as an older dude. Like most four-year-olds that we know, they're all fucking bitter about how the good days are gone. You know, like, come on, everybody, <laughs> every dude in the scene is just like, they either keep going with the laugh they're living, man, or they just keep looking in the past like, yeah, it was always fucking better back then. Ugh, takes a drag off their cigarette. Like, uh, <laughs> it's completely justified reasoning. And I like how there's little shots in this film of where it kind of bounces up and down for like William's character. You know, he's fucking 15 he doesn't know shit and now he's in the shit he's traveling and doing doing the thing doing the music or watching guys do the music and he's doing his journalism portion and you know that's how it is when you're a teenager you're looking like which way is the right way like who am i gonna grow up to be or whatever he's looking at these guys fucking idolizing them or whatever it is and seeing them you know be human make mistakes do dumb things, sell out real simple. Rather have Jimmy Fallon as your manager. I guess looks so weird in that beard though. I'm never going to yeah. fucking let that down. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a little that, strange. That is, he was never very, see him looking like that. It's like, might very be the weird one, looking in that movie. Besides the first like 10 minutes of that movie taxi. I've never seen Jimmy Fallon with facial hair. I'm pretty sure. So that just didn't work. Yeah, I agree. It did not work at all. It didn't work. That weird but, uh, yeah, nah, just a full fucking beard. It was a thick and fake. It, it looked fake, though. Like, Jason Lee is like, yo, nice beard. Dude, like, that guy's got, legit. like, a carpet of hair on Yeah. Him. No, he, you know? <laughs> he, he, he grew that beard out for probably, like, five months and then trimmed it. He's, like, never shaved it fully. I don't know. He probably grew it in about five minutes. He, yeah, maybe. That's, like, he, one day of growth. Motherfucker. <laughs> he yeah, is, he, is a, he is a hairy motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, his chest is like insane. Yeah, I just, that's what I mean. His chest, just from like fucking my name is Earl look, or any. Or yeah, <laughs> I was even gonna say if you there's scenes in Stealing Harvard where it's like his hair is poking above the shirt. Oh, line. dude, nice. That's how you know. That's Good how you reference. know. It's like, damn, dude. The like, guy's not wow. gonna miss the money. No, he's not gonna miss the money. He's not gonna have to pay for the money. The insurance guys pay for the money, and they deserve so, to pay. Take a look at that next time you watch that movie because it's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and, I know. Uh, look, I, look I at his look at his chest Harvard. chest rug. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jason Lee, Harry, Harry, motherfucker. Sorry, I was too busy looking at uh, fucking Leslie Mann. My bad. 
Well, you know what it is, uh, Joey, mm -hmm. or uh, you know what it is, Mike? It's one of those things when you've seen it enough, sometimes the smaller things, i.e. chest hair, they chest tend hair. to stick out. They <laughs> stick out a little more. I couldn't get past her crying when they were trying to have sex. That always threw me for a loop. Yeah. It was so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's a really, uh, really good Jason Lee sidebar to have. That's a great, that's really a great funny. movie. I we'll think end it's up a severely underrated movie. Very underrated. underrated. Tom Green at like the peak of Tom Greenness. So dude, Dennis whatever. Farina, fucking hilarious. Richard like, Jenkins, dude. Yeah. Richard Jenkins. It's very good. Anyway, back to this movie. We gotta get back to this movie. <laughs> Jason Lee is also in this movie, guys, in case yes. you didn't know. That's him with the with the hair and stuff. No, so you know, fucking uh rewind to five minutes before though. I do like how he's seeing like the band issues front and present, like the t-shirt scene, you know. And then fucking cheating on people's girlfriends and banging guys' wives in the band. Like, it, that's that seems very like the rock and roll type uh, in the 70s. You know, I don't want to stereotype uh, these rock and roll bands or anything from the 70s. But uh, that seems very, seems very on brand. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So it's good that it's really, it's really throwing you. I enjoy... Uh, this this kid just getting kind of thrown into this mix where all these people know each other and he's like the oddball. He's the enemy, man. He's the fucking yeah, the one guy you shouldn't be telling secrets to. See, yes. it, uh, so yeah. I, I think I think it's it's also like to to build on your point as well is that it casts it it like humanizes the entire thing. And I think that yes. for people that don't even even playing in like a local or a regional band, it's like all of those things still exist. Yeah. It's like, no, it's they, like they, you forget it. Cause like with, with famous people or whatever, you know, ex exactly. The, it's the, all still very real. It's very real. I've said it like a million times. It's fucking, it's easy to be in a band. It's hard to make a band work. Yes. It's one of the most impossible things. Fucking not impossible, but it's one of the most challenging We've things. We said it there. before and we'll say it again. Yes. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop to look around once in a while. You could miss it anyway. That's from another movie. Yes. But you that's did from say the that. movie. That's from the movie Click. So be sure to check out Click. Oh, uh, you sick um. <laughs> son of a bitch! Get the fuck out of here. I'm just uh, kidding. No, so, and, you but, you have you have said that. But what did I? What was the first thing I said to you when you were like, "We're gonna do this movie"? Do you remember? I don't. I don't. I don't remember. No, oh, okay. I don't remember either. Actually, I was. Just I talking. thought you knew. Why would you ask me if you don't remember? <laughs> ah, I was doing a bit. I was doing a bit, man. You know why? Because I'm gonna talk about Entourage. Yup, we oh, hit it. All right. Oh shit. No, there is the great scene in this that they pay homage to homage, the Descendants song. They pay it, but it's it's one of those humanizing moments of where everyone around is seeing Russell. As the superstar, I'm dude. Golden God. Yes, greatest, great scene, great lines, all of it. But uh, you know, this movie is about a band, and it does that thing where it kind of only shows them playing for brief instances, and that's like the joke with Entourage, is you follow Vince Chase, who's like an up and he's an actor on the rise, just like this movie with the band like they're they're coming up and they're going places and whatever and let's see let's be on the journey with them so i like the parallel in that because there's a lot of similar things in just that one episode of entourage at least but uh mm -hmm. where they do reference the movie almost famous and people mm -hmm. jump in a pool and the main guys on the roof screaming things 
because he's drunk <laughs> and and this Russell is on a bunch of acid. I'm pretty sure, but uh, <laughs> still or and drunk and just whatever. I don't know, but uh, it's that it's just going back to the humanizing moments and stuff. Everyone is seeing this dude for being a super fucking famous guy and they look at him in a different light when he's just a real person who's got human person like problems man you know his fucking band's fighting he's got to get drunk it's his life and Vinny chase like aquaman might not open dude so he's got to get drunk with a bunch of high schoolers and talk about almost famous all right it's human we've done these things the rolling blackouts was a pretty was a nice touch to (laughs) to that episode yeah no it's it's got its own things in it, but then once you get to the party, once my boy Sam Levine pops up, it's just like lots of almost famous in it. You saw it. You felt it, right? Oh, yeah. oh, For yeah. everyone out there who wants to know, who hasn't seen Entourage, uh, one, what the fuck are you doing? Two, HBO Max. Three, it's season three, episode two, A Day in the Valley, possibly one of the reasons that people won Emmys or whatever in that show. It's a great episode, but they fully like rip on uh, almost famous and the life of somebody like rising to stardom basically. Right. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need any context for that episode. You need to know that Vince chase is an actor and he has an entourage of his friends since they were kids (laughs) and his new movie with James Cameron that is Aquaman is opening and they want to know if it's going to be a hit or not. Like this is the whole tour with Stillwater, they're on the up and up. They want to see, can they survive after this? Can they survive fucking planes, trains, and automobiles, man? And the, and the, whatever the drama is that happens between bandmates and shit. I don't know, dude. Do they dig music enough? Mm. Or are they on drugs? They're on drugs. What? I'm on drugs! Yes, and they all jump in the pool, just like after when he jumps in the pool. So, uh... I don't know. This is it's really funny because this is one of those those like unforgettable scenes and moments. But uh, yeah. but th- but to then see like my favorite show of all time completely pulling out the best part of the movie and putting it like in their episode. Oh, adorable. That's what I amazing. It's great. It's great. Um, And yeah, humanizing rock stars are people, too. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, folks, just like us. We don't think we're rock stars, man. We work jobs. We got human problems, right? I work at a grocery store. Samesies. Samesie poos. So, you know. Good stuff. Great movie. Yeah. It's fun. Um, There's a lot of parts in this that I like that I gotta mention because they're pivotal, dude. They're pivotal. Besides this this main scene we just went over is very, it's very nice. Uh, yes very good scene there's also who you're talking about like the whole like being like i'm home you're home while on the road when they're singing like tiny dancer in the bus i believe Mm -hmm. that's a that's a scene that everybody knows yeah i don't know i don't know why but i think it was one of those like amc's you know top 50 best scenes in movies or something one year and they had that scene in there from this movie and I don't know. I, I don't necessarily think of this film as like a classic like Citizen Kane or The Godfather or some shit like that. So it's really cool that they throw in a scene from like a, a music fucking coming of age band film, whatever hodgepodge movie that we were talking about, you know? Right. right. And uh, 
Elton John rocks. I mean, this this entire the soundtrack of this entire movie, aside from like the Stillwater, like who? Let's be honest, Stillwater, yeah. like Save the music, of, dude, the, the the music of Stillwater is basically Zeppelin mixed yeah, with dude, fucking <laughs> Ted Nugent mixed with. Fu- it's just like it, it's a very staple sound, yeah. like. You know what I'm saying? Like when Heard they first before. start, dude, Fever Dog literally started off. I'm like, this is when the levee breaks. Starts off with the drums. He's and got the everything. drums. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> and, and I know that sounds like a million other songs. Ah, but, but then like, it brings out something like yeah. what Ted Nugent would do or like fucking it just, Iron Man. <laughs> it, it just, it definitely, yeah, it's a culmination of that sound and they capture it perfectly that's what was cool to be like this is a fictitious band whereas like in airheads it's kind of like okay it's like yeah they cover a reagan youth song and that's pretty much it right like <laughs> so it's like so it's like a fictitious band doing covering stuff it's like no there there was actually licks all right for this you know what you I'm mentioned like, you mentioned a steve buscemi thing so now you got to talk about hollow earth so we can nail all the things that we talk <laughs> about in each episode Come on, I did Entourage. Okay, all right. all right, all right. How does so, this movie exist in Hollow Earth, Lou? So Go, microphone the, to face. Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate the introduction. So th- this movie completely it it has elements of um, I don't want to say questioning the narrative, right? Because a bygone we're lo- universe. We are we're looking at a band. <laughs> we're looking at a band that culminates everything as we were saying before. Culminates everything about the era. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now get this fictitious however black sabbath very much real right yes what is the name of the band in the film it's called Stillwater, right yeah that is that is that it is was essentially, a band it's positing that water really is not like, moving right oh. it's still so oh. check this out now the the earth itself we know is is globular right yes. it's, cir- it's cyclical it's circular but it's yes. not a perfect circle Right. Yes, yes, you, yes. You go in, you go into hollow earth. That water is still because it doesn't have the curvature of the earth in which to flow upon. It literally Can you is, dig it doesn't it? have still. anywhere to go. It doesn't Can have anywhere to it? go. It doesn't have anywhere to go. So the Freeze, atmosphere brother. that exists within hollow earth is directly representative of the still water that exists inside that ecosystem and atmosphere. So therefore, this movie 100 percent confirms hollow earth. And that's my bit on Hollow Earth. And we can get back to talking about this movie. How's your mind? Blown? <laughs> it should be blown. You uh, should definitely get a Nobel Peace Prize for that one, buddy. A Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> Specific. Of all the awards, though. Nobel Peace Prize. You made oh. peace. Well, you know why? It's because... the I did you know, music. Well, because the Nazis are in Hollow Earth riding dinosaurs. So now that we've established Iron Sky 2, which is uh, the coming race, fantastic movie. Um, now that we're <laughs> actually, we've identified it. Um, and I've talked about Stillwater, because I think that's one of the big things too. Why is there's contention between the people that live within Hollow Earth and people who live off top where we are, right? The outer shell is because yeah. we, we have flowing water. I can imagine there's millions of mosquitoes in Hollow Earth because the water is still, right? Still oh, water. sucks. You know, think how tepid that water is. Dude, that's I mean, why the dog has a fever because <laughs> of all the West Nile that mosquitoes are carrying and shit. Whoa. Correct. Scratch it at your dog. <laughs> Dude, that's how it's done now. So we have hit the trifecta of things that, that it is the trifecta. Yeah, it's, it's a per, it's a per, it's a perfect episode. Uh, I don't know if there's a million other 
Like, dude, we already said it. Like, the soundtrack's gonna be great. There's, there, you can't mention everything in this film. Just watch the movie, everybody. Everyone, you've probably already seen this movie, and you're just like, no, I've seen it. I'm not. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Nice try. So, never mind. Whatever. It's great. Uh, I definitely it's worth rewatch. Yeah. 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 Um, th- there was, there was like the one other thing I wanted to say, and you guys can say whatever the fuck else, because there's a million things that I love, but um, I think. The the plane the plane thing is is really funny. The like joke plane crash and how right when they start getting uh Russell starts singing like Peggy Sue because of Buddy Holly and then he does mm-hmm. like oh like for the big bopper or whatever it is and all the American pie people that died in a plane. That's mm-hmm. a that's a scary moment that they brought humor into. I'm a fan of all that. And I don't know. I think uh Maybe I don't remember when, but at some point later after that end of the movie, they show the tour bus again when they're going on like a tour next year or whatever. And the name of the tour was no more airplanes tour of like 74. Yeah. yeah that's, that was it. I, I honestly, yeah, I, love that. I honestly so did not see that the first like seven times I saw this film when I was younger. That's something I noticed like a few years ago when watching it. So I just wanted to mention that one little thing. Cause I was like, son of a bitch. I found something new. What a movie. And the Mark Maron was in it as the angry promoter guy. I didn't know that until a few years ago either when I started getting really into Mark Maron. Yeah, that's him. No shit. I didn't know that either. Yeah, um, whatever. Hang on. Lock the gates on these fuckers. Yeah, yeah. I can see see the glasses now. That makes sense. Yeah, the rounded glasses. You're just expecting him to be more gray and have a fucking, like, thick mustache and five o'clock shadow all over his face instead of those crazy, like, (laughs) sideburns that he has. So, you brought up the the American Pie people. If you want an alternative to that, check out Air Crash Museum by the Dead Milkman off of your Paisley. That is essentially the same song, except it's singing about all the people that, you know, building a museum of all the corpses of people that died in uh, famous people that died in air, airplanes. Um, the one thing that I wanted to bring up, and I actually wanted to ask you, Joey, because both, well, I mean, all of us have played in bands before, but I was curious about how you felt about how the lead guitarist was portrayed. Because I yes. know I've been around th- those people. Like, Dude. I know exactly what the in lead singer, too. Like, you I, think you're above us. You always have. <laughs> You Dude, that's how like if I'm not even gonna lie to whatever. you. That's how every fucking guitar player is, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm telling you straight up. I know I'm a guitar yourself? player. <laughs> uh, I try no, to I'm think I'm kidding. the. I, I try to think I'm the one guitar player that is not like that, or at least I try not to be like that. I think but, people can recognize at least from like, this podcast on how quiet and shy you are. They will agree that that's probably not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might be, <laughs> but it's not a problem, dude. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Um, so what did you? But so yeah, it's like every guitar player that I've personally ever met. Like I, I don't want to name any names, but Jesus, it's true. That is how every guitar player is. They're the self-centered. Look at me. I need all the attention. Or, yeah, but, or the singer, but they dude. get it. That's but they like. get it. That's the thing. Like this yeah. kid is like worshiping him over everyone else, and the band even knows the majority of the fans are just screaming Russell's name during the shows. Mm-hmm. Like, and the guy still is like egotistical about just, you know, whatever their band. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like that's the ending of the movie is Russell coming to terms with like, 
maybe I shouldn't be a dick and just fuck this girl whenever I want and act like I'm not like beloved when everyone loves me especially. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's what I thought. Yeah. I've met yeah. a dime a dozen of guitarists, but you know, they all got their little things on the, on those six strings. I, I saw this, I, I saw this like article recently and it's basically, I think it revolved around, it, it was kind of like making fun of Ringo, but it wasn't, it was basically just like, is Ringo uh. one of the best drummers ever? And it, I think Ooh. the over, like the, the point of the article, like what I took away from it, I Do think it on. rings true. And I think that like anybody who ever wants to play in bands, who has ever thought about it, who's ever taken it for granted. It's like, it all is to serve the song. Right. And if you're not serving the song, then you're fucking missing the point because ultimately it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the, the finished product. Right. Of course, we we have our own little tinges that we put in there. But at the end of the day, that's what they're saying with the Beatles song. It's like it didn't need all of this pizzazz. It's like it was serving the song at the yeah. end of the day. Maybe yeah. a little less Quite once little we got to, to no pizzazz. maybe once maybe a little less once we got to like Abbey Road when they're all trying to like, I'm not a Beatle anymore. Like I'm you know yeah. what I'm saying? But <laughs> early on, like when they established themselves, when they built their fucking fame, it's like it's all to serve the song. At the end of the day, it's to serve the song and serve the band, right? So, like, it was very interesting to see, like, the resolve of this at the end, where it was like they were on stage, they were playing, like, that next tour, right? No More Planes Tour or whatever. It's like they were playing together, they were laughing on stage, like, and that's another thing, too, that I noticed about this. Yeah, maybe Russell wasn't soloing in every song or something, you know? Because that's what a song always needs is a sporadically fucking non-continuous guitar solo. Am I right? what yep. was what was cool about it too is like they definitely i don't know right I, feel like, I feel like they they studied like a band on stage when they filmed some of it because like do you notice like there was a couple moments where like the bass player like comes over and talks to the guitarist while like the lead singer is doing their thing like, yes it's just like i see the, their movements on stage and it very much reads like they watched a doors you're not a door. They watch like a fucking Zeppelin concert and they like took mm-hmm. cues and shit like that. Like, this is how, this is how bands act on stage. <laughs> you know, even like the mannerisms and Can shit, I like, I don't know. It's just, they did a good job of capturing that time. It's like a time capsule piece in the same sense that fucking Days and Confused is like, these movies are very much kind of not in line definitely. with the whole coming of age thing. You know, how about that scene in the plane too? Like right Dude, I'm, just, I'm not even kidding you. I was just about to mention that. Where, like, <laughs> of course he goes, I'm gay. And fucking, like, the plane is, like, totally fine right after he says that. Of course. So funny. Dude, so funny. <laughs> I think I think that that, because Mike was right, like, that sequence is, like, hilarious. But well, there are so many... Whatever. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Joey, what else? You got anything else you want to say about this film, filmage? Um, uh, it's just a fucking great movie, dude. It really is. Like everything in this movie, I could you could just like you just kind of want to live it in yeah. a weird way. Like you kind of wish well, you were fucking. Well, yeah, especially when well th- that too, but kid. as as the band, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that too, obviously, but like. Right. It's just, I don't know. It's pretty fucking dope. <laughs> I'm glad you picked this movie, Lou. Yes. Thank you. 
Thank good you. Pick. Good. Pick. It was it was one of those things. Like I said, it's like I was really interested because, like, I think what, with the exception of Rocky Horror Picture Show, it's like music movies? Question mark. Right. right. Like this mm. made sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it just made sense. This is like, what this is what we all want to do. We want to live yeah. the life of a rock star. Yes. So. Yeah, no, this was a this was a fun fucking re 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 watch. Like this was good. I got a lot. I got a kick out of this. Re 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 re. And, re, and re, fucking re. speaking of re rip in peace, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, rip in yes. peace, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Indeed, fantastic. I got a kick in a gabillion movies. I got a uh, kick out of him every time that he has like on film. Like every time he's shown in this film, every time he has dialogue. It's just, it's, I, I get a kick out of him as Lester Bank because it's, I, I don't know, like, like that, that guy sequence, exists. <laughs> did that guy existed, did, like totally was a hundred percent this force to be reckoned with. What I think I like the most is that first scene when you see him in the radio station and it's clearly the morning and she's like, oh, don't you think it's a little early for Aiken? He's like, nonsense. And he like, it's not in your playlist anyway. He like takes the record off the turntable, throws it and puts on like the stooges. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop, yeah, he puts on Search and Destroy, I think. But that's the that's the shit. Like as far as like that level of like, he's ratcheted up. It's like nine in the morning. Like clearly, it's the morning, right? <laughs> like, and yes. he's just wilding out. You can tell he's been up all night. Like he says that next sequence when they're walking. Like, I used to stay up and and do speed and drink a little cough syrup and just write dribble, right? Like just yeah, I I, I can. I've met those people. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tell them I know it's a think piece. It's crazy. Like, I don't yeah. know. Just, just really, it was good to see him like portray someone who was like so inflammatory, like in, in, in honest, the brutally honest thing I think is, is one of the biggest takeaways. And like, I can relate to that with just like shit that I've written where like people are like, yo, what the fuck? But like, Honest about, You're like, honest that's going to be me in 10, 15 years. Dude, that's I legitimate <laughs> Might this out. happen. Dude, Check this out. Do you think when he was... sharts? You think Lester Banks' character has sharted before in oh, his life? Oh, he's definitely. Sh- Look at his diet. It's like cigarettes and fucking like. I think just he sharted records. more often like... than the fucking other character <laughs> did in Long Came Polly. That's what I'm thinking, dude. Dude, check this out. The when shark I was going... king of Miami. I was going to school in OCC, and I got a CD given to me by this kid who was in the quad. And I was going to school for journalism, right? I was managing like their newspaper, like one of their, like the entertainment section. Like I was the one of the editors there. And like this kid hands it to me and I was like, are you sure you want to give this to me? Because I'd already been doing, I'd already been writing well up to this point, a couple of years I've got like experience doing this. So it gives me yeah. a CD. I was like, I'll do it. I'll listen to it. Dude. I like was extremely honest about this. Like extremely honest. Like I, I fucking burned his ass. Cause it was just like, it wasn't done well. It was, it was just weirdly repetitive in the wrong ways. It, it wasn't recorded properly. It just lacked some like substance. And this kid called me, he got my number, which was weird. I think I bought <laughs> records off of him and he didn't recognize who I was like years before. Dude, this kid would call me while I was at work and just be like, I don't know why I had to do it, man. I don't know why I had to do it. It's like, motherfucker, you gave you, you asked me to, what do you want me to, I'm not going to write a fucking puff piece about like your shitty music. If it's good, it's good. Like it was just, it was weird. So like what I'm saying is in a roundabout way, like, and when I say this kid called me, yes, he, called me for like, he called me for like a month fucking straight and like bothered Jeez, me because right. I was honest, because I was honest. And that whole thing about your integrity, it's like, you need to be brutally honest. You have to be. Because ultimately, it like 
And that's the best thing where it's like, if you ask somebody for their opinion with something like that, right? Review this. You're handing to a music critic. We're not showing our grandparents our music. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) two different things, right? But yeah, I fucking, that, that shit was, that shit was, this kid was creepy as fuck. Like, Leave voicemails, multiple this voicemails. This kid sucked. Dude, he sucked. He sucked. <laughs> don't suck like this kid, people out there. I don't even remember his name at this point. That's how insignificant this motherfucker was. But accurate, uh, accurate extremely accurate. Be, be, be brutally honest when you're reviewing music if you're tapped to be a critic. That's... Yep, remember Philip Seymour. Mustard yeah, Beans. rip in peace, man. Remember, remember, rip in peace. There's a lot of good... Uh, parts that are kind of made for characters in this. Like Jason Lee is really good. I think Noah Taylor is really good as the the first like tour manager who doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I think this is like a nice one for him. I think it's undoubtedly Kate Hudson's like best movie she's still ever done. I'm. I think that's what everyone would say. Yeah. <laughs> she she doesn't really do roles like this ever. So no. it's pretty cool. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Everything's everything's great about it. Uh, I want to do a great slick transition into the fact sections because you said something earlier, Lou, that I was gonna answer you, but we kept going on stuff. It was uh, about the band and seeming like a real band. Uh, I know at least based on facts in the IMDb section, the to look like a real rock band, the four actors in Stillwater rehearsed for four nights. Hmm. And or for four hours a night for five nights a week for six weeks. So a month and a half, like it's a job, but you get four hour shifts. That was them jamming before they even right. filmed before they even filmed anything. No right. shit. Wow. That, yeah, that's this uh, supposed thing here. And uh, I think Peter Frampton wrote most of the Stillwater songs okay that makes sense the movie that makes sense putting the pieces together now yeah um i i think the russell's character was he he wasn't like acting like him but i think it was the based on the cameron crow like real life shit the russell was partially based on glenn fry the dude from the eagles yeah no shit yeah, I don't think the fucking Billy Crudup was like, you know, trying to act like that or anything. But in the script, I believe the Russell character, that's what they're saying is he's based off of Glenn Fry. So, you know, that's kind of that's kind of funny thinking of it as the Eagles, because they all kind of went their separate ways. I don't know if anyone was like the diva guitar player. You think would that have been Glenn Fry? I don't know, dude. I'm yeah, like the Eagles, that, like that, that, that would have been, been a long day and I fucking hate the Eagles, man. Same well, there's there's two. It would have been so Glenn. It would either have been Glenn Fry, who had like not really like he had some singles and shit. But on the on the other side of the fence, um, their second guitarist or like lead lead guitarist, um, what the fuck is his name? I can't even think of his fucking. Yeah, name. I do not important. know his name. That's how important it is. Well, I know Don Headley was the drummer, or Don yes. he- Henley, I think. Don he- yeah, Don Henley. Yeah, I know drummer. drummers. That's all I'm supposed to do. So I knew that, and that's why I was like, I don't think any of them, anybody thought that he was a superstar or nothing. So uh, I mean, he just. I, I mean, he probably had the biggest career out of all of them after the, yeah. after they broke up because he actually wrote like sing like I mean he has a drummers man. Yeah, and drumming and singing too is also pretty pretty right. wild. Oh yeah, no, that's not a fun thing to do. 
or maybe easy. I'm going to go with fun for yeah. my personal experiences. Uh, there's a reason <laughs> that Keith Moon and fucking John Bonham weren't singing in their mm-hmm. songs. Just to, They just were a little let, busy. They had some other things going on there, buddy guys. So... <laughs> Uh, I also another another thing about that. Uh, I believe Jason Lee though said that he emulated the moves of Paul Rogers, who was the singer of Bad Company. That was who he was trying to look like for the Jeff Bebe character or whatever. Mm. Uh, he yes. said he really didn't want to be a parody of yeah a band or something like that. So he specifically was looking at Paul Rogers. And made that Jeff Bebe. Yeah, you know, right? The things that you learn when you look up in a facts section. I don't know, because this is a movie. It's like conjecture left and right, dude. How much of this is Cameron Crowe actually saying that happened? And how much is just don't let the truth get in the way of a good story? Because it's a great fucking movie. So I don't know. Like I said, these are all from the IMDb facts sections because... I like this movie too much to literally look up serious shit. I didn't want anything like ruined from this great movie. So mm-hmm. sorry, you people that skip ahead and listen to the facts section. Go fuck yourselves. Looking class. We're streaming on all these platforms. Do that instead. Baba booey, baba booey. If so facto, I will find some more facts on here that are fun, though. That might be conjecture. <laughs> kind of like how, you know, I think Cameron Crowe really was like a young Rolling Stone reporter. I believe that is something that might be a fact, but he did a tour with the Allman brothers. And I guess at first, like Greg Allman didn't really like him or didn't trust him and was calling him a narc and shit. And that's where like the enemy was coming from. So Mm -hmm. it's seeming like the whole movie is like 50, 50. He's taking shit that happened and then he's putting like a little spin or he's disguising it. That's that's a that's my piece. That sounds right. That's what I think. Okay. Yeah, I respond when I'm done with things, so I know my fucking reception is doing all right still. Yeah, man, you're good. <laughs> all right. Um. So here's a fun one. I don't know if it's crazy, but I thought it was fun when Cameron Crowe's mom appeared on set for a cameo. Cameron Crowe made every effort possible to keep her away from the great Franny McDormand because she's playing a character based on his mom and he didn't want her interpretation to get, uh, you know, in the way of acting or have her part be swayed, I believe is what this says. Um, Apparently the first day of shooting, he left set for a few minutes and when he came back, Francis McDormand and his mom were having lunch together. Uh. So that, so that worked all of 24 hours, basically. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Stay away um, from that woman, Mom. Stay away. Yeah, that always works out good. Yeah, that's uh, tractor beam once you say that. It's mag- mm-hmm. game, game over. Uh, I said Peter Frampton wrote like most of Stillwater's songs, and he pops up as the cameo as the Humble Pie road member because he was in Humble Pie for a few years. Hmm. Uh, yeah, crazy. That's what this says. So I'm reading it. And also, though, <laughs> writing the songs uh, who helped um, Peter Frampton and Cameron Crowe was Cameron Crowe's ex-wife, I believe, uh, or maybe it's Peter Frampton's ex-wife, Nancy Wilson, the chick who was in Heart. She helped Ooh. and got some credits in the movie for writing stuff. Uh, in the film, though, at the end, all the music is 
credited to like Russell and Stillwater as if they're the real authors and performers, which is no funny. Shit. Yeah, like in the you know end credits or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good times, baby. Good times. I don't know if there's really anything else that's that crazy in this, but I got some, uh, you know, a bunch of just music related stuff and like posters in the background and uh, references and like the certain quotes or lyrics from, you know, rock and roll songs and shit like that. It's a it's a fucking juggernaut of a rock and roll influenced movie right here. So hope everyone enjoyed what we chose to do. And we can do some little gamey games for you sons of bitches. Hell yeah. We're gonna play some games, 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 games. So, um, I got, I got a few things that I think would be fun here, but I had this one little, like, soundtrack game because I thought it would just be funny to kind of start things off and then see whoever gets, like, the majority of these. Or maybe you guys will just get them all right and it'll fuck me completely. Uh, I can kick off a round of something else. So I'm basically just gonna read uh one of you guys like three songs, and you gotta guess which one was not in this film or is not Ooh. on the soundtrack or something. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm not positive, but I think do, do we remember who won last week? I don't want to click off anything or. Two weeks ago, I, whatever it was, I was believe it I believe I did win. We did. I I think you won the time before, and then we played Leonard Mullen, and you guys got like them both right. So we just were like, "It's a tie. Everyone wins. Yay!" So just because of that, I'll still have you go first because I don't know how else to decide. I can flip. I can if you. I can flip a coin. You can flip a coin. No, no, no. I I do. I do remember you. Just just let him go first. I think he did win. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, but. You you do you think he won? You think he won? If I remember correctly, I remember it wasn't on the last one, but it was the one before that. So we'll go with like the reigning champ since you guys tied. So Lewis, which one of these three songs is not in the film Almost Famous? Are you ready? I am ready. All right. First one is America by Simon and Garfunkel. Second is Simple Man by Leonard Skinner, and third is The Who. See me, touch me, feel me. Oh, baby, boy. feel me, bit you like how I, I, I trailed off on that. See me, touch me, feel me. Uh, what What was the second option that you read? Um, simple man, simple man by Leonard Skinner, America by Simon and Garfunkel, and see me, touch me, feel me, baby, by the Who. So I know that there was a Who song on there. You do know that there. Was I a do who know song that there was a Who there. song on there. I'm just I, repeating you. This doesn't mean anything. I'm I know, sure. and I do, and I do know that America was like the first song that Zoe Deschanel with those eyes was like, "Yo, I'm with those eyes, peace <laughs> and out of this joint." Yeah. Um, see, the thing is, like, fuck. Um, it's a, it's you know whatever. I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> But it's good you're piecing them together because I am yeah, piecing two, them together. two out of these three are in the fucking movie. So right. Obviously. Um, take a stab. You get another round. Don't worry. You'll or you'll get to go again. After I'm 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 gonna say uh Simple Man is not in this movie. That is a great guess. You're wrong though. 
motherfuckers. The it Who. Was, it was The Who. That's dude. I don't know The Who that well. That's why I was like, it tripped me up. I was like, fuck. They have that like weird and I thing. I was literally banking on you guys not knowing The Who. So I did not know who was gonna go first though. So like I That's literally right. I did just figure that out. So that wasn't for anyone. All right. So you just don't get a point. It's just one point for each, you know? So That's all right. That's right. It's a good sit back, man. Enjoy yourself. All right. Josefa, tepa, 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 tepa. It is my turn. All right. You ready for your three songs? One of which yes, is sir. not in this movie. Awesome. All right, baby. We got, um, wait, can I read my own handwriting? Feel Flows by the Beach Boys. And then... Bang on the drum all day by Todd Rundgren, a guy who's now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Some fuck how, Todd Rundgren. Fuck Todd Rundgren. I know that's why I had to fucking mention, or maybe because the song's in the movie actually. And the third one is Sparks by The Who. Who knows the answer? But it's only for Joey. I just wanted to say who. <laughs> dude, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Tom Rundgren just because. <laughs> fuck that dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck Todd Rundgren, and it ends up working in your favor. Fucking Todd Rundgren leads to a correct answer. Yeah! And I just Fuck wanted to yeah. put Bang on the Drum all day, because it's not, I wouldn't say a good song, but it's the only song that I could maybe appreciate by it, by him. <laughs> uh, so you, so you get a point. It was good, him. But also, Todd Rundgren did have a song in this movie. Yes, he just, did. Yes, it was just not that song. Wouldn't have made a difference or something like that. I don't know. Was that the, Wouldn't have made some sort of difference or some fucking fuck. All right, I, whatever. Nobody I only cares. Know, I only know Todd Rundgren via Utopia, and I only know the one album, Utopia. Rock. Outside of that, I know nothing about. Other than he's, it's his music's bizarrely annoying. It's too much. <laughs> it's too, too much, much for me. Yes. Uh... So, so Jose, you got one point. So, Lou, I'll give you another round. If you don't get this one right, then Joey's going to go first in the next one. Sounds good. All right. Your, your three songs. Woo! Your three songs, <laughs> Lewis Stevens, are Tiny Dancer by Elton John, Tangerine by Led Zeppelin, and I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick. I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick is not in this movie. I Want You to Want Me by Cheap Trick is not in this movie. You are correct, Lou. Hey. Well, you gave him a free point, man. You know, I just, I, I always <laughs> do like the third or fourth round. I just make one that's like babies should be able to answer it or something. So <laughs> I always find it funny when one of you is like, fuck, that was a real question. And he just got the bullshit one. Like, <laughs> it's because I like both you guys and I want to make it fair. We're we're seeing this one out. We uh, one yeah, yeah yeah no, but I only I I had an odd number of rounds. So Joey, if you get this next one right, I will still declare you the winner. Perfect. <laughs> Ooh, that was great. Um, all right, wait, hang on, because I had it on my phone and then it went away. Uh, okay, so we have or Joey, right? Yes, Joey. Yeah, sure. All right, we have the song or the the three or whatever. I'm gonna read you three, and the the first of these songs is a song called "The Wind" by Cat Stevens, and then there is a song called "Tommy, Can You Hear Me?" It's by The Who, 
And then we have a song called Mr. Farmer by a band, The Seeds. Which one of those are you thinking, my guy? Huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, huh. yeah, Lou got that bullshit one, son of a bitch. <laughs> you, want me to, you want me to read them again? Yeah. Uh, the Wind by Cat Stevens. Tommy, can you hear me? By the who and Mr. Farmer by the seeds. Let's go with the Cat Stevens one, man. You think that one's not in this film, correct? Correct. I am going to have to say you are incorrect because that one's definitely definitely in there. Yeah. I didn't expect you guys to know every song, though. That's why I like you're going to be blind guessing on some of them. You know, uh, it's the Who song again. They uh, oh, that one's that one. It's another song off Tommy. So I was just like, I'm gonna just keep throwing in the Who here. See who knows. <laughs> but now let's see what's next or who's next. It was so close. I almost had a transition. Yeah, it. It, it was. Good. It was like it was right there, and I was just like, ah, ugh. fumble. When when your mouth farts instead of says words. Yeah. So I only have an odd number here so lou now i'll go with if you get this one right you win the whole shebang okay and you get to go first in the next round of things so um (laughs) what are you upset all right we have the song um what is it we have the song i've seen all good people which is by yes you said roundabout earlier so i thought that was funny and then we have uh, Every Picture Tells a Story by Rod Stewart. And then we have, um, oh, wait, I didn't, what's the name of that fucking, uh, Ram, Ram, Lord, I was born a rambling man by the Allman Brothers. Because the thing I wrote down was not right. I just wrote down the Allman Brothers like an idiot. I think I bailed on this last round because I didn't think we'd get this far. <laughs> So, um, so I've yes, yes, I've seen all good people. Uh, every picture tells a story. Rod Stewart and Ramblin' Man, the Allman Brothers. Uh, Which one does not exist in Almost Famous? So the one that doesn't exist, the one that doesn't exist in Almost Famous, is uh, I'm gonna go with Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart is the incorrect answer. Was it Ramblin' Man? Yeah, they're the Allman Brothers song, or at least one of them that's in that, is called One Way Out. Okay. Not Ramblin' Man. So I tried, like, picking so- some songs that, like, I thought maybe you guys would know at least. So if you didn't hear it, it would be like, well, yeah, that one's not in that, you know. But Well, this, I mean, this one definitely right. goes to Joey, like, just in general, like, obviously. Cause... Oh, day. <laughs> Yeah, so well victory done. is well Joey's. Done. Yes. Um, so I got another game that we can declare a winner from where you can all get some points and shit because I uh we're we're doing another like star studded cast, you know, a lot of famous mm-hmm. people in this. So I wanted to do the the best known for the top four on IMDB. And I, just, I, I listed names out, you know, so I wanted to just get a winner so I could have you guys going in order so I wouldn't be faithful to anyone. So, uh, Joey, you get to 
go first. Right on, Diggy Dog. For everyone who doesn't really know, um, there's a top four section in the IMDb app, and you can click on like an actor, and it'll list their top four movies or their most popular. Their best known four is the joke, like best known spelled four. You know, it's so hilarious. I love it. So, the uh, first actor, I'm gonna list from the fourth spot to the first. You know, and you only get one mm-hmm. point, so you can wait. You can wait till the end, but um. It's it's just kind of that thing where like I, the last time we were doing this we were just kind of yelling it out but I got a bunch of rounds so I'll literally just see if there's one of you guys doesn't get one and that you know <laughs> that'll decide it. Right on, you dog. So your first one in this person's top four is a movie called The Good Shepherd. Okay. Now you can you know just think about it and then in five seconds I'll name the next movie which is Big Fish. And I'll also accept uh, characters in the movie if you do not know their real-life human name. So then after Big Fish, the second movie is Watchmen. Yes, and if you don't know by then, you might not now because this person's number one film is Almost Famous. So, want to hear them back or you want to Crack a guess. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me hear him again. Yeah. All right. From the fourth to the first, it's the movie The Good Shepherd, <laughs> then Big Fish, then Watchmen, then Almost Famous. Can you see me, touch me, hear me? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Right. Just, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking because I think All I right. know. I think you, I. I think I might got, know. You got ten seconds. No, 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 no. Give me like, give me like four more no, than ten. No, no. I read them all, and now you have oh ten God. seconds. Uh, <laughs> it's like fifteen. Uh, dude, I, six, I can't. I can't. Five, I, never mind. Four. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right, Lou, for the unofficial word. steal. Who is this? Uh. Um. <laughs> Is it? Shit, dude, I don't fucking know, man. All right, it doesn't me. matter. It's 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 Joey's round anyway. No points for Joey. This is the lead character, Russell Hammond, played by Billy Crudup. He is oh, uh, he's Doctor Manhattan in the Watchmen movie. Oh, he's That's... the he's the dude that CGI dude. <laughs> yeah, he's the CGI dude. He's not. Yeah. Nice. Look, I can't. No, he's big. The fish, main, he's the big main fish, fucking character. Big fish, <laughs> big fish was the one that. Was tripping me up. He's that, the that, that, he's the son. He's I know the that son that is being told the stories throughout the movie. That like was the real. one that should have given it away. It's all me. good. I, I just wanted to do the back and forth with you guys because no, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm always so shit at these games, dude. I nah, don't. I mean, it, yeah, whatever. Like <laughs> the points don't matter. It's, it's, like who's it's fun, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's who's yeah, lying. Yeah, I know. I know. The, the points determine who goes first the next time we. T- we go exactly we're, we'll do prizes uh in like seven years once people listen to this podcast so all what right you got for me like lou i got to click on this person so i can see it first all right boom this starting with the fourth going to the first slot is a movie called almost famous mm-hmm. i will give you double points if you guess right now 
And if you're wrong, I will still let you finish out the round. <laughs> but you don't get double points. I get regular points? Yeah, you get you get the regular one point if you get it right after this. But I will give you double the points if you guess somebody right now and get it right. Fourth. Is it, <laughs> is it Jason Lee? No, it's not. <laughs> all right, all right. You're fine. I just thought those... It's really, it's really funny when it just starts on the fucking fourth one. The fourth one, I was like, shit. All right. I mean, no, no, okay, no, anyway, can, continue. You can continue. Still, still get one point. The third movie after Almost Famous is Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. The second movie is called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. And the fourth movie, you you don't you don't you I think don't... I know what the fourth movie is. Do you know what the fourth movie is? <laughs> yeah, I do. If, can have... I guess this and will I be penalized? No, you get one point no matter what happens. Okay. Is the <laughs> is the is the top movie Fargo? Yes, it is. Great this job. This is Francis McDormand. You win one point on the board. Yes, points. Nice. Uh, you know, you're, honestly, you're in I, the lead. You're officially I, in the lead. I almost feel Fuck. like I almost feel like her top movie should have been that new one she did. Like, it should probably get Nomad Land some or something. Yeah. So that's basically why I'm not doing weird algorithm for this. It's like I'm pretty guaranteeing that she's got to be. She just won the Oscar and the movie won. Like, that's no fun obvious guess <laughs> right right all right yes, excellent so excellent. You, you got it you got a point joey Woo! are you are you ready to be the next i the am next? ready you're gonna try and get on the board with this one. Oh yeah all right baby cakes the first uh or the fourth movie in this person's top four haha <laughs> is a film called charlie wilson's war Charlie Wilson had a war and it was a movie. Now, the third film is titled Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. I hear typing. Quit doing it. Quit cheating. Stop typing. Stop typing. Yeah, I hear a, I hear a blatant homie. sound of fingers being tapping. Yeah, that was Not- me texting my homie, my B. <laughs> I wasn't actually cheating. You, you asked right. him about Charlie Wilson's war. Well, you know what? You're asking about Charlie Wilson's war. You want to figure out who's in Charlie Wilson's war, huh? You've never seen Charlie Wilson's war is what I'm, I'm getting I'm, at. No, I have not seen that, actually. All right, well, now you get the top two movies in a row, which is Capote and The Master. <laughs> Dude, it's a random order. <laughs> I know, that's extremely random. Don't worry, I'll give you the steal when Joey cannot guess it. Yeah, I'm... Uh, Lou. Dude, that's my boy, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour, oh. R.I.P. What, what, what? Dude, the master he won was won on Oscar wild. for and was starring in a movie that won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, like three of those movies make sense. Charlie Wilson's War being his fourth movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess Boogie Nights got nudged out at some point. Right. See, I was He's not a think- main character in, in these movies, but he yeah. is the main character in Before the Devil Knows and Capote and the Master. So it's like he's a character right. actor. What are you going to put in his fucking top four? Moneyball? Schenectady, like Day, New lead. York. That uh, he, is, he is the lead in that. So That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Schenectady. No, I never ba- saw that. I, take, I meant to see that. They filmed it in, at like Proctor's or some shit. I don't know. 
I meant to see it. I just didn't. I don't know why. It just it, it seemed like an interesting idea. It happens, um, baby. It's yeah. probably the only Charlie Kaufman movie I haven't seen. So don't worry, you're okay. Um, you also have one point, and Joey has none. So I have zero. So you might be running away with this if you get this one right. Are you ready for your round, Lewis I'm the dog? Ready. Alrighty, we're gonna have the fourth movie be a film called American History X. Okay. Okay. As in, you used to date American History. It's my ex. It's my ex. She's my ex. She's my ex. <laughs> we walked into that one. Yeah, I know. The third movie is titled Return to Oz. The acid trip of a film that is Return to Oz. Not recommended. The second film in this person's top four is called Almost Famous. It's almost like we watched this movie and discussed it for an hour and a half, which would make the first movie titled The Craft. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Can, is right. can, can, can I give you the last name? You can give me Jeopardy answers. You can give okay? me. You can also give me the name of the character in Almost Famous. Sapphire. You are correct. It is Sapphire. What's her name? Is is her last name like Crawl? It's Feruza Bulk. Bulk Falk. Okay. Okay. I was like, not related to Peter Falk. No, or William Faulkner for that matter. Both close, or William Fitchner. So the 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 craft was the giveaway. Yeah, the craft was the giveaway. That's why I was like, I, I'm doing full rounds because I thought, you know, it's gonna it's still gonna be hard. Can I say I want to I want to say one very quick aside about Sapphire's character and and this I think and I was thinking about this today. I think her line where she talks about fans and like being like very attached to and loving silly songs that the yes. fans sing. I think that's like one of the most relatable things from like a, a like a music lover. Yeah, they're like, eating, they're eating one of the, the food best. at the table yeah. and she finally like gives Russell like what he needed to hear. I love basically. That. Yeah, I that's, love that. Yeah, that's like, that's a really good yo. moment too actually. You're right. I was like um, that that's like hits home. It's like there are people that care about the music that you do and there's people who are just there to serve themselves or whatever. Feel well, like and because that's that's him going through like his change. You know, he was taking like Kate Hudson, Penny Lane as just like the groupie when they're really a band aid, and then he has this band aid say like how fucking much she loves the music and how that is like the reason behind everything. And he's such a fucking egotistical idiot. He like didn't realize it, and that's why you know it ends all nicely, and he goes on to a person anyway i wanted to i wanted to, to voice that because like i was thinking about that specifically that scene and you dialogue. did great um so anyway moving on moving on true that joey i'm gonna give you a round Ooh, okay a round of booze and Ooh. um <laughs> let me pull up the page rooney this person's fourth movie is a movie called fool's gold Yes, nice. as I as expected, the third movie is called Bride Wars, hmm. and it's not helping them. So the second movie is called How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Oh, or, or is it twelve days? 
I think no, it's 10 it's days. 10 days. It's looking yeah. like 10 days that she's going to lose that guy or he or them or it. <laughs> they. So you have a they. You have a clue of who this is. If I tell you their number one movie is Almost Famous. Uh, I also accept character names. <laughs> is it Kate Hudson? Dude, you are on the board. Got it. You got yeah, it, baby. You got it, baby. All yeah. Right. All I was right, wondering dude. if they were going to list that as the first. It's and it made sense. Well, once well you deserved. Once, yes. Yeah, once you didn't yes. list it, it's I was got to like, be in there. We've yeah. established it's her best fucking movie or most versatile role. So, uh, yeah. fantastic. I believe the score is two to one, and this is to Lou, Louis Do, whose fourth film is Vanilla Sky. Also, okay. direct, also directed by Cameron Crow. Yes, yes. And dude, the third movie, check this out. Almost famous. What? Hmm. We got a second movie called Shine. Shine. Okay. okay. And then the crazy first movie in this person's top four is a film titled The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh shit. I also accept character names. Damn, dude, that's a... You're like, yo, what a combo. Good. Yeah, that's like a weird, a weird... The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizu is like throwing me off. Throwing you, baby, is Willem yeah. Dafoe and fucking almost famous. Think about it, like... Is Jeff Goldblum somewhere? <laughs> Jeff the... Goldblum somewhere? No, but this person is in fact in Almost Famous, and it was the third in their top four, so I can't even lie to you, my my man. Yeah, my manski. No. No, Do you a have a guess? One. I'll give you ten. I don't. I don't know, dude. Uh, uh, uh. Joey, do you have a steal? <laughs> have you seen Vanilla Sky, Joey? Joey. I think he ran away. He's upset that he's losing. Dude, I, I fucking. What? Well, can I hear those movies again? Vanilla Sky, Almost Famous, Shine, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. You don't have to. I'm just doing the steal just because it's, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's not really a steal. Yeah, it's no, just... no, no. I know. I know. But I want to I want to try to give it an actual guess. All right. Yeah. Do you know? I, I take. Remember, I take character names as well. If you don't know the actor or actress's name. Is it? Is it? Um... um, let me let me go with the William Miller kid. Fucking Patrick. Uh... Oh, Patrick Fugit. Yeah. Ooh, that's no, probably not right, right? No, no, no yeah, yeah, that's it. That's his name. You're right. That is not him, though. This was Noah Taylor, the oh. manager named Dick. Oh. Oh, dude. See, have you guys seen any of those movies? I have. Though? I yeah, have. So, so he's he's got no. a small part in Life Aquatic, but he's there. So I I recognize him from. I've said this fucking lot. Peaky Blinders. Ah, uh, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he's like the mobster. He plays Peaky like Blinders the guy. mobster um, guy. Dude, anyone that saw Preacher, he plays Adolf Hitler. Pretty funny, funny oh, stuff. Interesting. Yep. Adolf Preacher Hitler and Preacher. Preacher is fantastic. Graphic novel and TV show. Yeah, graphic novel. Yeah, um, cool. He's in a really good movie called Predestination. It's an Ethan Hawke film. Uh, just just recommend it if you want a weird fucking like sci-fi serious movie out there that's not too long. Give it a go. But 
on to the next ship, 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 ship. I believe it's still two to one in Lou's favor. All right. Um, this is to Joey though. Cause right. Didn't you just get that first? Yeah. Yeah. Lou. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hose a on a stick. <clears throat> Joey. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. You don't get double points, but I dare you to guess this after hearing that this person's top four is an actual TV show, and the name of it is My Name is Earl. Name this person. Jason Lee, bitch. All right. Woo! He's on the board. Now, what if I told you two of the other films in his top four have already been mentioned for other actors in I this would, game, would you like to guess those two? Does this, almost famous. Does this, uh, I was just going to say, does this exclude Almost Famous? <laughs> almost Famous is one of those, but can you now guess the other one? Uh, for shit, can, for shits and can, games. You, can you name all those movies again? No. Wait, Lou, <laughs> did, you just, did you just say it, Lou? What'd you just say? Did you say something? No, I was going to ask, like, are you saying, like, that we've mentioned throughout like this yeah. game or this yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, 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 the game. The game when I read movies like The Life Aquatic, like that movie might be, but you know it's not because Jason Lee's right. not in that movie. No. Yes, I, I mentioned it. There's another film in somebody else's top four that is also in his top four. I was just curious. You don't have to because I knew you were going to get it right away. So Chasing Amy um, is the other one, oh, which makes shit. sense. Yeah, you got to, yeah. like, how is Mallrats not? Like, you know? He's yeah. done sh- stuff. He's been in things. Mm-hmm. Dog, dogma, I think, would be another. Yeah, one. N- yeah, right. Yeah, but right? No, there's no, there's no other Kevin Smith ones. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, we're tied up, so it was all for shits and giggles. But Vanilla Sky is also in his top four. I'm. You guys haven't seen Vanilla Sky, is what it seems I like. Dude, I haven't seen that in a very long time. Yeah, it's okay. Both of them have smaller parts, and Tom Cruise is like the main dude, obviously. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. but it's it's a crazy weird movie. So yeah, it's a good one. It's a good. It's a good film. Mine for my for Cameron Crowe. You know, he hasn't done a lot. Those are these are like his two best movies. So I just thought it's funny. Like I gotta mention the mainstays, the guy that he's worked with in other movies. You know, I gotta put them in here, and hmm. uh, and we got one of them. So Lou, I'm coming to you. All right. Get ready for this round. Once I find this fucking person, the fourth movie in their top four is The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Okay. The third movie is titled How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. The the second movie is titled This is the End. Probably never heard of that movie before. What is that? (laughs) Fourth movie is called Goon, and by fourth I mean the first. Goon. Sorcerer's Apprentice, How to Train Your Dragon, This is the End, and Goon. So I don't know the actor's name, and I don't know the character's name in the movie. However, I can tell you exactly what the character was wearing in the movie. He was wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt that on the back says, Have you seen have you seen the bridge? Which is a reference to a Led Zeppelin song. Where is that confounded bridge? And he has a marker in his hand that was used to sign his shirt by Roger Plant like four months ago or two months ago or whatever. He touched this pen. He touched touched his pen. pen. He touched his his pen. All right. That's that's great. But I you can give me half a point. I'm not I'm not giving you half a point. I'm gonna see if Joey can get a legitimate steal here because I think Joey knows the name of this actor. 
I don't know the name of this actor. You don't know the name of this? Jesus fucking Christ, You're guys. Not off the top of my head. All right. All right. Can't well, well it's, it's it's tied, so I just want one of you guys to win. And this guy's name was Jay Baruchel. That was a very young Jay Baruchel in that mm-hmm. in that Shit. movie. Yes, it was. Yes, that was that's who it was. So it's all good. I got two more rounds. We're gonna play those and we're gonna see if somebody won. And if not, we're all losers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what you could what you could do is literally we're all losers in this game. <laughs> what you could do is have this be like, let's play this round as like the end all be all. But there's a chance to steal if the person gets it wrong. How about that? Does that make Correct. sense? Okay. Yes, because I basically just do ten for all of these, and I see how far we get. Right. Um. So this is this is number nine. Um. I believe this one would be to Joey though. Yes, sir. So that was yes, pretty much would. the tiebreaker. You guys yes, were both tied. Hmm? Yes, this does go to... Oh, yes. Bit. You are reaffirming. Thank you so much. Jose Jalapeno on a stick. Yeah, yeah. The film in this person's top four is... Oh, wait. I got to click the fucking name. I'm an idiot. Dummy. What the fuck you doing, Mike? I thought they were like at the top of the list, but I actually... I skimmed, I skimmed past their name by accident. Okay. The fourth movie is Elf. Okay. Jesus Christ. Okay, is right. Can I can I guess now? I mean, if you want to be a maniac, like I don't know. Is it Zoe Deschanel? Oh my God! I don't know how you did this. You're correct. Oh, nice, fun. All right, it's it's not it's not fun because I'm gonna give you the next one, Lou, and you can feel good and guess. Are you ready? I am ready. The next person's round starts with a movie called Taxi. Okay. The second movie, or third, is a movie called Fever Pitch. <laughs> the second thing in this person's top four is Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, it's Jimmy Fallon. The, the fourth <laughs> thing in this person's top four is The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> you know, you had me for a, like a taxi. Are you guys? Are you? Are you guys there? No, no one's guessing. This is crazy. No one's get. You don't know it. Oh, oh, oh. Dude, 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 dude time's running it? out. Guys, time is. Guys, time's running out. Guys, guys. Oh, sorry. We were looking for James Fallon. And I don't know any any more almost famous tidbits and joys and memories that we can think of to share, or are we good to run along and play some music like we really do? <laughs> I think we're ready to run along and jam, buddy. Jamity jam jam time. I think this is a movie that if you guys if if you if you've even seen it but you haven't seen it in a while, just watch it anyway. Yeah, it's on Hulu. It's worth the watch. It's mm-hmm. always worth the watch. And it holds up. If you've it got does. like three, if you've got three hours to spare, <laughs> it is it time was, consuming. It's like it two hours like, and twelve minutes or something. Yeah, nah, it's like, not... it's, no, it's like it's like two forty-eight or something. No, like that. Dude, no way, you, dude. Yo, dude, you watch yeah. the fucking extended edition, man. There's a two-hour right. and like five-minute version, and then there's like an extra forty minutes. Hold you up. Watch I'm gonna that? Look, I'm gonna motherfuckers look, I'm gonna watching the Criterion right Collection edition of fucking Almost Famous. Yeah. 
everybody, thanks for listening to us discuss Almost Famous on this episode of Indecisive Opinions, the Lurking Class podcast. Be sure to check out our next episode, which will feature clearly a movie that I chose, Saving Silverman. It's a fan favorite, everyone loves it, and that's what we'll be doing next time. In the interim, please listen to Lurking Class on any streaming device you can find. Check us out on Bandcamp exclusively, and follow us on our Instagram to keep up with all things Lurking Class. We are Lurking Class, and we slay rock and roll.